This is episode number 10 with Barbara Eady. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website, MindsetHorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. My guest today is Barbara Eady, and in this episode, Barbara shares her incredible awakening through two major life events and how she started to exclusively focus on what she really wanted in her life by tapping into her inner guidance versus what other people told her to do. She talks about her inspiring story of transitioning from being a nurse to becoming a writer and how listening to her inner guidance helped her go through this change. We talk about how she followed her passion and how someone can cultivate a passion by following their curiosity. We also talk about change on different layers such as vision, identity, beliefs, values, and why these aspects are really important to get clear on when someone goes through a change, transition, or any kind of transformation in their personal or professional lives. Barbara explains why self-awareness is key and how it can help you get clear on those different layers when it comes to a change. We talk about the importance of tapping into intuition and inner guidance so we can make better decisions in alignment with who we truly are. And so a couple of words about Barbara. Barbara Eady is the best-selling author of the book Creating the Impossible, What It Takes to Bring Your Vision to Life. Through her writing, teaching, and intuitive coaching programs, Barbara helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs, women in business, and creative professionals fast-track their dreams from an idea to a reality, or as she likes to say, from impossible to done. She's helped clients tap into their intuitive guidance and take inspired action to realize dreams such as radical career changes, launching new business projects, publishing a book, or moving to a new country, just to name a few. Nothing delights her more than to see someone reach their dream or audacious goal, sometimes within just a few weeks or months. Barbara walks her talk and has realized many of her own big dreams, including switching careers from being a nurse to becoming a writer and best-selling author, traveling extensively around the world and living and working on three continents, and climbing Kilimanjaro at the age of 55 to help raise thousands of dollars for abandoned kids in Kenya. In 2017, Barbara spent four months in Kenya volunteering and teaching children, encouraging them to pursue their dreams. She returned to Kenya briefly in 2018 and other parts of East Africa to further explore this amazing part of the world. So without further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Barbara, and welcome to the show. 
Hi, Tibor. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. So Barbara, you are an inspiring speaker, writer, transformational mentor, and the best-selling author of the book, Creating the Impossible, What It Takes to Bring Your Vision to Life. So I had the privilege to meet you in person during Mindvalley University, Pula, Croatia, 2019, and I had the chance to get to know your story to some extent. But for those who don't know anything about you, would you tell us a little bit more about your life journey? How did you become a writer and an intuitive coach? Certainly. Thank you, Tibor. Well, before I became a writer, actually, I was a nurse. And that was my first career. And I did that for seven years. And then there was a time when I really wanted to do something new with my life, as many people do. I was always someone who really followed my heart and followed my own my own passions. And although others were telling me, oh, you should stay in nursing, it's a very, you know, wonderful career and it's very secure, I really wanted to become a writer. And so I started taking writing courses. I was still a nurse, but I just transitioned slowly to sort of testing out this new career, taking courses, joining writing groups, doing that sort of thing. But then two very transformational events happened to me in 1988, which is often the case for people to really choose to to make a big change or shift in their life. And the first event is I was hit by a car as a pedestrian and obviously survived that. But later in that, and I thought, wow, you know, it's like that wake up call, you know, think, Mm -hmm. whoa, I could have been killed. And Um, but obviously wasn't. But later in that year, I was in a second accident and we were hit by a drunk driver and my younger sister died Mm. instantly in the passenger seat next to me. Mm. And while that was, you know, obviously from a human and emotional point of view, a, a tragic accident and a big awakening, For me, after I healed from that emotional loss and the grief of losing my sister, I really was able to turn that um, tragedy or painful experience into a transformational one. And I just made a decision that after that accident that, well, and firstly, you know, I believe we all have our soul's path and that, you know, my sister sister's um, journey was her own journey. And so I was able to heal from that loss. But -hmm. also for my own journey, I made the decision, I call it my vision decision, that Mm -hmm. I was always going to follow my heart. From that moment, I was going to live the life I wanted. And I was not going to waste another moment, or listen to anybody else's ideas of what I should or shouldn't do. And I was going to follow my heart and my own passions, no matter what, because I really learned, you know, our lives are so fragile. And, you know, we all we hear about living in the now or living in the present, or that life is short. But so many people actually live that way. (laughs) You know, yes, we may live another 30 years, we may live another 30 days. Uh, And I'm not being negative. I'm just, I inspire people to do what they really want to do now. And to do what matters to them now, 
whether that's in their career, their relationships, their business, whatever the case may be. And I also, um, after that time in my life, I was, it was like a spiritual awakening. I was really starting to uh, realize we are more than our physical bodies. And I, my intuition became much stronger. You know, I felt I was guided. I knew there was a divine energy around me. And so I really started tuning that in uh, for my own life to help me make decisions and really trust in the universe, as they say. So from that journey in terms of how I went, so then I did become a writer. So I went after 1998, I started applying to journalism schools and I was accepted a year and a half later in 1990. And I became a writer within a year. I, I went wow. into a master's program. Right. So I made that, that career shift. And then I was a writer for many years and I didn't become an intuitive coach until quite a few years later. As I said, I, I used my intuition for my own life and followed my heart and created all these extraordinary experiences because when you're really tuned into your higher guidance, it, that's, a really powerful way to create what you want. And so I just, I had this amazing life and I was amazing. I was able to do all these things that people said to me, you know, Barb, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, you you switch careers so easily. You travel around the world. You bought this dream house on the river. Like, what are you doing that? How are you making all of this happen? (laughs) And so A few years later, I followed my intuition to write a book about it because I'd never taught it. Like I said, I had, I, that's just how I lived. And, but I realized that my purpose was not only to experience that that is possible for me, but that it's possible for me to teach others how to tune into their heart and their higher guidance. And so that's why I wrote the book, Creating the Impossible, what it takes to bring your vision to life. And now I do coaching and training around the principles of that book. Wow, such a such a great story! I haven't heard the story yet, uh, but I definitely want to go back uh, to uh, some points. And one of them is, for example, passion. So, how conscious was you about your passion? Uh, did you work on that uh, when it came to this transformation and transitioning, basically from from nursing to writing? Right. I was very conscious. As I said, I was into spiritual growth and personal development early in my 20s. And so I did a lot of reading at that time. Um, Authors like Wayne Dyer and Neil Donald Walsh. I met them in person, actually, meaning at their workshops. I was able to go to events and workshops where they were speaking and teaching. Wow. And as I said, within that, even the accidents I happened, and I had a, an experience prior to that, actually, a, a clinical depression I experienced, but had a transformational healing in that experience. So I had events in my life, Tibor, where I knew I was connected to something greater than myself. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I had an awakening. I will call it my own awakening Mm -hmm. um, and events that were um, key to my soul's experience and evolution. 
fairly early in my life, in my 20s. I don't know if that's early, but mm. it is for some people. Yeah. So from, a, from that age, I was very conscious of, of that there were higher things at work in our lives. And I, in terms of my passion, yeah, I just tuned in to what it was that I really cared about, not what other people thought I should do, as well-meaning as they were. You know, my parents, my friends, coaches, teachers, I just tuned into what do I really want? And I just had this huge joy and ease around writing. Even when I was going to university as a nurse and studying the sciences and all those kind of courses, I was really... Uh, good and enjoyed writing essays for philosophy or psychology or sociology classes. And my professors would say, wow, you are a really good writer. And Mm -hmm. so that was just another, you know, I like to say I I like to use both sides of my brain. I have a very science logical brain. As I said, my first degree was science-based nursing. That's very logical and practical. Mm And I have, I like the right side of my brain, the writing, the imagination, the creativity. Yeah. So, you know, I, t- Mike's and my second degree is in arts. So I'm based, you know, I'm an arts and a science and uh, sort of a combination of the two. And when it came to my passion, yeah, I just started experiencing or pardon me, experimenting. So I, I thought, well, this is what I love. You know, time passes easily when I'm writing. It's a natural gift for me. It comes easily to me. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to pursue it a bit more, I did it gradually. As I said, I joined a writer's group who were professional writers and, and authors. I took university courses, not a whole program before. Well, I did do a journal journalism degree. Mm-hmm. But before that, I just took a few courses with very, you know, in creative writing or that had to do with writing. And so I kind of tested the waters before I made the full career move. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I knew it was what I, I wanted because I, I went with how I felt when I was writing or how I felt being around writers mm-hmm. or how I felt imagining myself as a writer, as a career. And I, I really love what Gary Zukov said. He's the author of Seat of the Soul. He says, you cannot find your soul with your mind. You must use your heart. You must know what you are feeling. Because if you don't know what you're feeling, you will create unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've always, when it comes to my passions, I've always connected to how does that make me feel? And how do I want to feel? And then I trust, I trust that feeling. Like Sonia Choquette says, I trust my vibes. <laughs> so, so that's how I tune into what I feel passionate about. And that's how I coach my clients mm. to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, um, I wanted to get back to this uh, topic, passion, because I think nowadays a lot of people can be struggling with this and they might think that they don't have a passion. And so when it comes to passion, I like to use the word cultivate passion, which means you might have an interest. People might think that they don't have a passion, but you can cultivate passion out of an interest and you just need to go into that uh, and and go deeper into that interest. For example, let's say writing or 
coaching or whatever it is that you feel aligned with, uh, you can go deeper and you can basically cultivate a passion over time. Mm -hmm. And it is important how we use the language as well. Like, do we want to find passion or do we want to cultivate passion? What do you think? I love what you're saying, Tiber. I believe we cultivate passion or explore passion, as you said, whatever word you want to use. Mm -hmm. And I understand what you're saying because people have said the same to me. It's like, oh, but I'm, I don't have a passion. I don't know what I'm passionate about. And you're right. That, that word has many meanings or layers in our, in our world, the world passion. But I like to use the word curiosity, the word curiosity. What are you curious about? You know, when we were at Mind Valley, do you remember the posters, the big posters that say the world belongs to the curious? Yes, I love that. Yes, love <laughs> yes. That. so it's like, it's similar to what you're saying, though. Curiosity means what are you interested in? Yeah. Like I said, I was very interested in writing. So I, I did. I explored it. I took a, a freelance class. I took one university class, I joined a writer's group, I met authors. Yeah. You know, I talked to authors, what's it like to do this full time? Can you make a living at it? Or do you just do it because it's something you love? Mm-hmm. And and that's the other thing, your passion doesn't have to be your entire career. Uh, it can just be something that fills your heart that gives you energy. Mm-hmm. So you can explore passions in in many different ways. But I think as human beings, we're actually hardwired for curiosity and something that engages us, something novel and new and exciting. You know, it's good for us. It's good for our it's good for our souls. So I that's what I say to people. Just follow something that you're curious about. And you don't have to stay with it. That's the other thing. You can you can always change your mind or like I say, change, change your course in life, recalibrate, you know, if it turns out, you know, if I'd gone to school and I ended up, I didn't want to be a writer, I would have done something else. Mm. I wouldn't have stayed with it just because, oh, now I have a university degree. That's another cultural rule. I think a lot of people have that I don't necessarily agree with that. Oh, I went to university for four years. Now I have to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you know, this is where I have all my education. Now I, I can't do anything else. That's not true. I know it feels true for some people, but it's actually not true in the higher sense. Yeah, it's totally true because <laughs> I was experiencing <laughs> the same thing uh, when I was in this transitioning phase, basically basically from architecture to coaching. Because three years ago, I think three years ago, that was my turning point when I moved abroad. And basically I started to go deeper into personal development. And so I had all these thoughts in my head, like, you know, on an identity level, I had these struggles that I'm an architect, I did the university training and everything connected to that. And so how am I going to leave everything behind and start a new life or how is it going to be, right? And so a lot of people might be struggling with uh, similar experiences or difficulties. And so what do you do in such cases, for example, how do you help people overcome that? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Tibor. And as you said, it really comes down to 
a shift of your identity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big shift, right? So again, I work with people gradually. And I always say to them, you don't have to leave something cold turkey, like abruptly, you can grow, you can move gradually into you can transition gradually. But the first thing I help people do is find a, get clarity on what it is that they truly do want to do from their heart's desire, not what their mind is telling them or someone else's dream is for them, but what's their dream and what really feels, what I like to say, feels true for them, their path. And so that's the first thing I do is help people get clear on that. And then it's similar to the principles I talk about in my book. Then you take what I call inspired action. And it's just one step at a time. So for example, you know, you shifted from architecture to becoming a coach. I shifted from nursing to becoming a writer and from a writer to becoming a coach. But everything I did one step at a time, right? The next thing might just be to find a mentor. It might be to explore uh, a, a training program. Like I said, I took writing courses, right? Mm-hmm. You perhaps, you know, took a coaching program or found someone to teach you how to become a coach. Mm-hmm. So it all requires that, yes, we take the action steps one at a time to to make the transition. But before that, we we need to be clear on what it is we really want. What's the what? Not the how is it going to happen? That will align. But what is it that you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to leave architecture. So you knew that, but you also knew you wanted to explore being a coach. As you said, that's what you were curious about, mm-hmm. right? Or that was something you were interested in. So the first step is always, what does your heart want? What What is the what? That's what I say to people. What is it that you really desire? And then the next step is the next best way to get there. And I teach people how to tune into their intuition. And your intuition will give you the next best move for you to take, the one that will be most effective it won't give you the whole picture. It's not going to tell you how you're going to um, create the whole the whole picture, but it'll give you the next step. Mm-hmm. And again, in my case, that was, okay, start taking writing courses, apply for this university program. Mm-hmm. But you also, I also work with people, I mean, because that sounds easy. That's sort of the practical side, taking action. But the intuitive side and the consciousness part of that Tibor is I'm I also help people work with their beliefs Mm -hmm. because that those are really must are what must shift first before you can do anything new you have to let go of old or past beliefs and patterns that are holding you back perhaps the belief that you can't change careers that you couldn't become a coach and make money, um, that you're not going to be successful, you're not good enough, whatever those beliefs are that are preventing you from even exploring something new, that is what you have to work with 
and let go of first and then create a new a new belief and a new identity that you can step into mm-hmm. what would the person i need to be look like and feel like to have the the career or uh, the result that i want yeah i cannot agree more because of course we are coming from this place <laughs> you know identity <laughs> and beliefs i am obsessed with these topics nowadays i'm just exploring <laughs> these um more and more and so for people who are listening right now could be interesting i believe that uh identity is the level uh where we change everything changes uh there's this neurological levels uh comes from nlp and identity is the highest level in that pyramid and below that there's values and beliefs and so what we are talking about basically when it comes to transitioning shifting on the level of identity it is not easy i would say because so how do you for example shift your identity what do you think right okay thanks tibor well as you said so identity is sort of at the top of that pyramid and below it are values and beliefs yeah. So I work with those levels, the starting at the belief level, right? So what beliefs are currently running? And I, there's ways, there's techniques and tools I use to help people identify those beliefs. Often, you know, guided meditations, and there's some journaling exercises I use. And again, teaching them to tap into their own heart and intuition, And I tune into my own intuitive guides and we do processes together until we get to some of those core beliefs that people have running unconsciously. Mm-hmm. They're not, not even aware. Yeah. Some people are aware of their limiting beliefs and uh, many people are not. And whatever's running in your subconscious, that's creating 95% of your life, mm-hmm. right? So the the subconscious is really running the show in our lives. And so I help through various as I said meditations and transformational tools help people connect to the stories or the beliefs that are running in their subconscious. So that's and then we shift them. Once we know what is running, then you can create something new, mm-hmm. right? But awareness is the yeah. key. Awareness mm-hmm. Self-awareness is the precursor to all change, a change in identity, a change yeah. in um, life, yeah. anything. It all starts with awareness, yeah. right? Until you're aware, you can't change. Mm-hmm. So that would be one of the tools I work with, meditation, intuitive guidance, uh, those sorts of uh, techniques to really work with subconscious beliefs and limiting beliefs. And then, as you said, one of the other layers before identity are values. So really asking that person, what are their core values? What's important to you in life? What do you stand for? And once you help people identify their core values, then, okay, what would a person who holds those values, how would a person like that act? 
And then you move into the identity, Mm -hmm. right? So say your core value, one of my core values is possibility. I believe anything is possible, which is why my book is called Creating the Impossible. (laughs) But so what would somebody who just really believed in possibility, what would they do? Well, they would be bold, right? They might take risks that other people wouldn't take. You know, they might show up differently Mm -hmm. than other people. So, and another core value of mine is compassion. So, you know, I was a nurse before I was a writer and even the intuitive coaching I do, it's, I believe I'm compassionate with people. It's not about judgment, you know, whatever we have or haven't done in our lives or whatever is or isn't holding us back. It's about just being compassionate with ourselves and again, getting to the greatest level of awareness we can and the greatest level of consciousness and doing our best, Mm. you know, so, so, and yeah, shifting, as you said, things happen in layers, things happen in steps, but there, there is a way to consciously design and create what your heart wants. Mm. That's, that's how I like to say when people are shifting identities, well, what does your heart or soul want? What, what identity is it that you want to step into mm-hmm. and and then we consciously design mm-hmm. it intuitively one step at mm-hmm. a time are we talking about uh, a vision basically creating a vision so identity who are you becoming or who are you who do you want to be or are we, are we talking about vision right well they're connected yeah right when i when i say you know uh what it takes to bring your vision to life mm-hmm. the subtitle of my book yeah creating the impossible. Your vision is what do you want to, what's the end result you want to create? Again, that's a word that has many meanings. You know, someone's vision could be their dream. Someone's vision could be their big audacious goal. Mm -hmm. So your vision is what do you see for yourself that you want to create? So I use sort of interchange the word vision with what is your dream or what is the result? What do you want to experience in the world? Mm -hmm. So for example, the people I interviewed in the book, the change makers I interviewed had visions of creating certain projects around the world, Mm -hmm. like educating children online in Haiti, empowering young girls in Uganda. Mm -hmm. So their vision was actually creating a project or an outcome for humanitarian purposes in the world, right? Not all of them. Some of them, yeah, have visions. Their vision could be a a business, a transformational business that changes the world or, or, you know, funds entrepreneurs who wouldn't otherwise be able to do to explore their great ideas so some the vision, when I use the word vision, it's really what's the end result? What is the outcome or experience you're, you're reaching for? Mm-hmm. And it really, it's inter- interchangeable, though, with the shift of identity. Because to create that vision or that end result, mm-hmm. we have to look at who we are and who or who who we need to be or become in order 
to be able to create that vision. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? You're right. The identity is really about who, who are you becoming? And the vision is what you're going to create as that new identity. Mm -hmm. And so then basically you can have that vision and also that identity in that future vision, project, goal, whatever it is mm -hmm. for you. And you can come back and work on yourself. Uh, so is it something that people can do? Right. Well, it's it, they're both related, right? Because we are the creators. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, we are the, the we are the creators of our our lives, and yeah. or we create our own reality. And so, it's always a work in progress. Really, we're all, mm. so we're always evolving as people. Back to mm -hmm. the identity, we're always evolving as as who who we are or who we are becoming, and then that is therefore going to exchange to influence what we experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if we're really conscious and tuned into who we truly are as powerful creators, and yes, we're always evolving. So you're right. There's always layers of that changing. But once we're really comfortable and you know solid and authentic in who we are then we are going to create experiences that reflect that yes so we are going to start attracting well it's like the law of attraction Tibor I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with it I'm sure you are yeah. and yeah. your listeners are and so it's the law of attraction right as we raise our own so when we be tune into our true selves and we follow our intuition, which and heart, the the heart is um, intuition is the language of the heart. So when we tune into who we are, who we truly are, and the guidance we have around us, that's when we're going to start magnetizing other people and experiences at that frequency, right at that energetic level. So mm -hmm. it's like what. People like to say, then the magic starts happening. Things that you couldn't explain. Things that happen synchronistically or they seem really lucky. They're not, I don't believe in luck, but they, <laughs> they seem, yeah, but they, they appear without us being, to ex, being able to explain them. So that's what I mean when it seems like magic. Mm. So when we're really tuned into who we are, and using all the guidance around us and tuned into that higher field of conscious consciousness, then all kinds of people and opportunities and possibilities start showing up because, because they're resonating with the energy in this new identity. We have this new aware, awake identity where now the experiences and guidance around us is connecting to that new that new energy. It's also called the law of resonance. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the law of attraction, but it's, we, we connect and create from what we resonate with the vibration and the energy that we're resonating with. That might be a little complicated for some people listening, but that's another law of the universe, the law of resonance. And it's all about energy. Everything is about energy. 
So when you tune into your heart and um, your own authentic self, your energy shifts and, and therefore you will be attracting things of a different energy in your outside experience. Hmm. Wow. Um, actually, I also love Dr. Wayne Dyer and he just came to my mind as we were talking about higher self and, and, and things like that. Um, I want to go a little bit deeper into intuition in the sense that for people who might be listening right now, wondering how can I tap into intuition? How can I make sure that I use these resources? What could you say to these people? Right. That's a great question. So mm. tapping into your intuition is really, again, connecting to your heart. Your intuition is, is the language of your heart. And it's like the bridge between your, your heart and your higher self. It's like the, the communication. And I, when I work with my clients, there's a, a process. Uh, I take them through a breathing exercise uh, and a, a simple process that helps them connect to to their intuition. And and once they do that, then how you can use your intuition uh, and know that it's operating is just noticing what what's happening around you. As I said, you know, synchronistic events or meeting someone you're thinking about and then they show up. Those are sort of examples that um, your your intuition is is guiding you. But one of the really practical ways to use your intuition is to just ask yourself a question and then feel it in your body. Does it feel like a yes? Meaning, does it feel light or does it feel good or does it feel heavy or, you know, constricted? Because mm -hmm. it, your intuition, you know, when people say they have a gut instinct or they just have a knowing whether something is right or, or wrong for them, that's mm -hmm. actually your intuition. Your, your body's wisdom is, is part of intuition. So that's one thing to on how to use it is you know, that expression, go with your gut, um, just see how something feels. And if it feels heavy or it feels, mm, you know, this doesn't feel right, then that's, that's your intuition speaking to you. Mm. But there's, there's also different levels. It's not just your gut, your intuition. There's, there's actually intelligence in both your gut, your heart, and your, your mind, like your third eye. There's, different levels of intuition, Tibor. So that, that's like a, that's a big question, but on a, on a simple, um, the simple answer to that, to tune into your intuition, I say to people, just drop into your heart. And the easiest way to do that is you just tell yourself, you just take two very deep, slow breaths. So you get to a calm space Because your intuition always speaks to you when you're in a calm, peaceful mm -hmm. space. So you get take two deep breaths, and then you can either put your hand on your heart, if that helps, or just focus on your heart. So then you drop into your heart, and then you quietly ask for whatever it is the answer you want 
So, you know, you say, show me where I need to go next or tell me, is this a good, is this a good decision? And then you listen, you listen for the answer. And usually the first answer that comes is the answer that's true for you. And the answer may come in a message. It might, you're, people have different intuition styles. You know, mm-hmm. I do get messages. It's like, I'll hear a message or other people may see a sign. They may look up and there might be, you know, um, the name of something uh, on a book or something right in front of them. Yeah. Or they may hear a song and it'll be like, oh my gosh, that song is speaking to me. Or, or someone, an actual person might say something and it'll be like, oh, I think that person's speaking to me. Mm. Uh, so the, the short answer is notice. Notice what you're noticing. Mm. And soon you'll be able to witness the magic. It's like that exercise we did at Mind Valley, where you set a daily intention. Say you want to experience something, you set the intention, I want to see the effects of my intuition today. That could be your intention. And then the second part of that is then you go through your day, you know, being as calm and aware as you can. And then you witness, you write down the magic you witness. Mm-hmm. You know, things appeared easily. You know, I, and not just the parking spaces, that's an easy one, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that does count. Um, but, you know, like you said, oh, I met the perfect person. Oh, this amazing idea came to me. Yeah. Oh, I know what I need to do now about that project. So then you notice and you write it down. You write down what it is that you notice, and then you're actually building your intuition and building that intuitive muscle. Yeah, I think it's really important. And I was focusing on this topic in the last couple of months. And what I also realized you were saying, or you were mentioning, for example, calm and deep full state. Um, And I do meditation uh, in my morning routine, and it helped me to connect to my higher self, and also tap into, let's say intuition. Um, and, And when it comes to my business as well, uh, making decisions, coming up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a useful thing. So people might be wondering, um, where can I use these, let's say, skills, tapping into my intuition? I think definitely when it comes to decision making, uh, you might be you might have been analyzing something uh, for days, what you need to do, or you know, just to make a decision with your analytical mind. And maybe with intuition, you just have the answer immediately and you will follow it and turn out to be the best decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Your intuition helps you make decisions easily. Well, more easily yeah. than than your analytical mind. A- absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of the most powerful uses of intuition is decision making big or small like you said it could be a small decision like where to what restaurant do i go to or it could be a big decision like what do i need to do next in my business and you know when you think about applying it to business that's becoming more mainstream now tibor like intuition in business they're Mm -hmm. teaching it in business schools 
And you think of someone like Steve Jobs. That's why he was able to what he called bend reality is because he was very tuned in to to his intuition and and uh, higher yeah. guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he he actually read this book every year, as far as I know, the autobiography of a of a yogi. Or yes, that's uh, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great topic, and we were talking about a lot of great tools, and I wanted to connect it to um your focus in your business so who are those people that you are actually help helping with all these things who are you focusing on right and at the moment i am mostly working with purpose driven entrepreneurs and mainly women that's been my target audience But I'm also in that group of uh, women. There's also artists and some creatives and some looking to really make some big changes both in their life and in some cases on a, on a higher level. So similar to your audience, uh, quite frankly, Tibor, change makers, you know, people with a purpose that whether it's in their business life or a different career, you know, they may have a, some kind of organization or a nonprofit helping them take their, take their vision to the next level. And also the people I tend to work with do uh, have a, a love of, sort of transformational and personal growth work. So they tend to be very similar to the Mind Valley tribe. (laughs) You know, people with a deep interest in personal growth and not just spirituality, but the spirituality and the science. As I say, you know, both left brain and right brain. Mm -hmm. Because our intuition, of course, our heart's intelligence is important, but so is our intellect and so is our, our beautiful mind. So it's it's both the intuitive and the practical. Mm-hmm. And I, at the moment, work, as I said, with a lot of women entrepreneurs and change makers. But what is transitioning for me, and I believe it's because I am, again, evolving myself, is men are coming to me now to um, for me to mentor them. Mm-hmm. Just a few, but it's it's interest. I'm it's interesting to me. So I'm going to op- now change that sort of audience to include mentoring men as as well as women. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, who have some sort of whether they want to expand their vision or maybe they're in some cases, you know, their vision is to write a book or exactly um create some other thing it's it's not just around business it's it's whatever big goal someone wants to work toward mm-hmm. so so but, is this writing uh the mentoring is is in writing or coaching or um, uh, the mentoring is is through coaching so i have a seven a step process i take people through mm-hmm. and again it it focuses on a lot of the principles I I teach in my book, it it depends how long people want to work with me as well. Right now, um, it can be over three sessions or it can be like a 12 week Mm -hmm. program. 
So that's just different formats. But yes, the things I focus on are, again, getting clear on what it is that they want to create, what is their end result, as I like to say, and is it true for them? Is it coming from their their ego or is it coming from their heart? Mm. You know, Because that's going to make it easier. I mean, yes, we can absolutely create from our mind and our ego. But my whole mission is to help people manifest and create from their heart just because it's easier and it's going to, um, it's going to be uh, a powerful um, experience for them. And so it's, yeah, it's, you know, following the principles I talk about in my book, truth, that means, as I said, following your soul's agenda, not someone else's Mm -hmm. focus you know, focus creates your reality. So where are you spending your energy and attention and getting clear on that? And then of course, action. But as I said, I talk about inspired action, mm-hmm. which, so you tune into your intuition first, and then you take the action you're guided to take. So truth, focus, action, and will, like you have to have the will to keep going, um, you know, until you reach, reach the end result, until you reach completion. And that sometimes is the, is the biggest challenge with big goals is it's not, can you do it? It's, will you do it? (laughs) So, uh, and again, there's ways again, and techniques to help people, uh, keep going, you know, to, to the end, to getting to the, the end result. But again, it's, um, I like to call it GPS for your soul's success. Mm -hmm. It's your own guidance system to take the action you need to take. And if you're off course, then take the action you need to recalibrate. That's what I call recalibrating. Mm -hmm. So really what I do in short, uh, Tibor, is I show people the path or quite frankly, I help them tune into themselves to illuminate the path step-by-step to the end result that they're seeking. Well, I'm smiling. It is so wonderful, to be honest, Um, and powerful. Thank you you very much for sharing. Uh, We are uh, coming to the end of the episode, but before I ask my last question, tell people where they can find you online. Beautiful. Yes. My website is www.barbaraed.com and Barbara is spelled B-A-R-B-A-R-A and E-D is E-D as in Delta, I-E.com. So that's uh, one way. And I also have a Facebook group that uh, is called The Art of Creating the Impossible. So you can search for that and uh, join that. And that's where I share other resources and tools and techniques and videos uh, around what I do. Basically, intuitive guidance and how to manifest through the power of your heart. Mm-hmm. So that Facebook group is called The Art of Creating the Impossible. 
I'm definitely going to join the group. <laughs> okay, great. Super. <laughs> so you can come. I look in. forward to seeing you there. Yeah. Super. And my last question is, where do you see yourself and your business in 10 years, 20 years time? Oh, 20, 10 years or 20 years. Well, no, I'll go with 10. Michael, As I said, I live, I live more... I live closer to the moment. I do. I, uh, yeah, I may be here in 20, but I certainly hope to be here in 10. Uh, where do I see myself? Well, yeah, that's a, such a powerful question. I see myself, what I, uh, am doing even now is teaching what I teach in a bigger way. You know, at the moment, yes, I work with individuals and do workshops and, and coaching, But I want to mentor people doing bigger projects, Tibor. Mm -hmm. And it's even that is starting to come to fruition. I have, uh, I'm in the process of talking to people about doing large retreats, international retreats in amazing places. Again, helping people um, find their true purpose in life or create what their heart wants. So there's a bit of transformational teaching, but also a transformational experience mm -hmm. in these retreats. So that's happening in the next few years, but in 10 years, yes, I want to be taking this to a global audience, which is again, in a small way already happening. But yeah, I would like to touch at least a million, a million lives and teach people the art of living from your heart and what that means. And really it is, you know, I say to people, I'm really just helping you connect to you. Like we are our own gurus. Everything we need, we have within us. That is the absolute truth. But it, it, it comes from your heart. That, that's your greatest source of information and guidance. And so I would like to teach more people on a global level um, how to live from their heart every day, all, all day, every day. And as you said, make decisions that way, run your business that way, um, you know, be in relationships that way and create the magic mm. that way. Wow, it is beautifully said, and I wish you good luck with your vision, even if we don't believe in luck. Um, and <laughs> well, I do, but I think luck is preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and thank you so much for being on the show, and see you next time. Thank you, Tibor. All the best to you, and and thank you for what you're doing in the world. It's it's powerful and it's it's beautiful. So thank you. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends.